Hello, Salmon River Country. I'm Mike Palmer. I'm the pastor at Salmon Valley Baptist Church, and it's great to be with you today on KSRA Radio. And as always, I'm Trey Sapp. We want to welcome our listeners from the Into the Western Wild podcast. We're thrilled you're here with us, coming to you today from the banks of the Salmon River. Garden spot of the Mountain West. We're going to continue our study today, Mike. We are. Second Peter. Before we do, can I just, you know... Talk about getting old for a second. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like uh, I'm going to anyway. It sounds like it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and this ties in in a minute. This ties in in a minute. But maybe some of you listening can identify with this. I've got to go to the eye doctor, and uh, the way I talk about it is, I've looked through these glasses so long they're about worn out. Um, I need to go to the eye doctor because <laughs> I'm just not seeing things the same. You know, even as I look at a page right now, I just looked down at a page and thought, well, that's blurry. And I had to tilt my head to find some place, you know, that my glasses could read it. <laughs> and I am looking up so much now. I, I mean, it's time. It's time. Uh, um, my eyes are, they're not failing me, but without, um, medical assistance <laughs> they're not the same um i can't thread a needle i promise you that <laughs> or put on a fish hook on a line yeah. without without glad and i have to yeah i had to work to put a it you know when you when you're when you're going oh where's the hole in that fish hook? it's time to go get your glasses checked <laughs> it's time and and uh apparently this is part of getting older yeah apparently it is you know uh that's one of the parts of it uh and and Trey, you've heard me. You, you spend a lot of time with me. You hear me every now and then just hunting for words. Like I'll look at you and I'll just, I can't think of somebody's name or I'm, I just, I cannot think of a word just out of the clear blue, you know? Um, Works out I'm, pretty good. I I'm, get to finish your sandwiches. Exactly. Then. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot because I need help. So apparently, um, now, I'm not forgetting life events, you know, like birthdays, anniversaries, or no, things of that no, nature. No, no, no. It's just the little the odds li- and ends. Yeah. The yeah. Post-COVID it, it, fog it, kind of stuff. I, I, so, you know, I don't know what everybody else experiences as they get older, but I just had a birthday here uh, uh, two or three weeks back. And doggone, if I'm not getting blind and forgetful, you know? Um, and, and when you get blind and forgetful you start to feel kind of you know useless or something i don't know i got to work on these things um and actually that's going to tie in with the passage of scripture we're in today it is yeah it's uh, <laughs> i'm it, not just it's real life though it's let's real stop life the, let's stop let's stop i am not making up the stuff about the forgetful and the glasses um <laughs> and my eyes failing me my body is is letting go in a lot of ways um physically i can still get wherever i want to go yeah. that's not a problem but uh, yeah, blind and forgetful. But bless but my heart. Blind and and forgetful and 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 these things in our spiritual life is more of a choice that we've made to move away from some things. Absolutely, and that's what it's telling us in the scripture. I have no choice with my glasses, dude. <laughs> None. <laughs> no, I'm going to have Coke bottles on my face before too long. <laughs> now today's passage is built on what we talked about last week. That's right. It's built on some things that are, are uh, uh, opportunities to add to our faith. 
if you're uh, listening on the radio and you're saying, well, I didn't hear last week, you just get on the uh, interwebs out there and search for the Into the Western Wild podcast and uh, uh, click on the episode for August 14. And you can you can you can catch up if you'd like to. <laughs> well, let me uh, let me read last week's passage to us, and then after I get done, Pastor Mike is going to pick up in the verses that we are going to look at and study today. So let me uh, let me uh, lay the foundation, kind of build the context here, uh, verses five through seven. Uh, this is Second Peter chapter one, verses five through seven. In view of all of this. Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. So that's last week's passage. And then today's passage, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having, been, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. I like that. I like that. You, you see why I talked about being blind and forgetful yeah because this passage here has got some pretty strong words yes. there's a there's a comparison between those who have these qualities and those who don't the haves and the have nots yeah a lot of times in our culture when we talk about the haves and the have nots um there's not a much of an option or much of a choice it's just kind of the lot in life that you have the good news is or the challenging news in this passage is this is by choice this is by choice that we have those qualities that you read about in verses 5 through 7, or we don't. Yeah. But what these two verses describe is the difference between those who have those qualities and those who don't. Right. And the difference is useless, blind, and forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's pointing in the direction. It, it says... Uh, there at the end, having forgotten yeah. his purification from former sins, there there's this reality that there's this passage is looking back on an event in life that was so life changing that if we were to forget it, it seems ridiculous, and that it's so life changing that it that our faith in Christ it it gave us access to Him in a way that we had the opportunity to add those qualities into our lives, why would we not? Why, why would we not? Why would we not desire and want and pursue that opportunity? And if we have just moved away from it on our own, it, it's like burying a treasure and forgetting where you put it. Right. That's just, right. It just sounds nuts. Right. <laughs> right. And, and so it's not, it's not meant to be uh, blind, forgetful, useless as an insult. It's meant to say... Why would you hey, do this? Yeah, why would you do why that? Why would you do this? You know, Trey, it's it's no different than our own relationships. Um, you know what? I can get into a rut. I can get into routine in, in a relationship with my wife, and I can get to a place where I've not invested in that relationship the way I have. And you know what? You, you know what we need to do at that point? 
we don't just go, well, this stinks. I'm going to find something else. We go, no, 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 no. I need to go back and work on my relationship. Right. I need to invest in this relationship the way I did when I first met my wife. When I first met her, I invested in that relationship. That's right. I pursued her. I had a desire. <laughs> I wanted to be. I want. I wanted to be with her. I wanted to spend time with her. I wanted to find out the things she liked. You know, all those things that we do. And and the same thing happens in our relationship with Christ. We can get just kind of, you know, uh, mundane and stale. Yeah. And and we forget what we have. Yeah. We forget what we have, and uh, and that's what this passage is talking about. That's what this passage talk, but it's talking about the the results of it or the consequences of it if we forget what we have and we lose sight. Yeah. So it is uh, in in verse eight here. For if these qualities are yours and right. are increasing, so that right. means there's the opportunity for right. for these qualities to be increasing. Right. That the brotherly affection and the godliness and the self control and the moral excellence, if they are increasing, then those qualities they render you neither useless or unfruitful right. in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help, help us understand that verse a little that, better. That, <clears throat> well, that word useless means idle or inactive. Idle or inactive. Uh, and it describes basically a faith that doesn't have any works that go with it. It describes, you know, because the qualities we just talked about back in verses um, 5 through 7, that's what he's looking for in us. That's yeah. what he desires from us. And when we don't have those, then he goes, well, guess what? You're, you're, you're idle. You're inactive. Your faith has become useless. It's yeah. not making a difference in your life. It's not making a difference in the life of people around you. Yeah. Fruit is one of those pictures used all over the New Testament. Yeah. For yeah. the evidence that a person has been changed by Christ. Absolutely. That evidence is is lived out. That evidence is visible to others. It's it's not to put on a show or to, but it, but there's evidence that transformation um, is not something that that just happens in private and then a person's life looks exactly the same. If a person has been so changed by Christ, they don't get over it. Right. And we see that all through the New Testament. Matthew leaves his his tax collector booth. And he is not the same person. That's right. Zacchaeus <laughs> is not the same person after he meets Jesus. The woman at the well is not the same person after they meet after she meets Jesus. Right. Right. And transformation comes with change. Transformation comes with change. <laughs> Absolutely. Transformation. In fact, Matthew chapter three, verse eight says, Bear fruit. It talks about being unfruitful. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. In other words, your life ought to reflect the fact that you've repented and been forgiven of your sins. Galatians 5.22, the, the idea of fruit in the New Testament is all over the place, it's right? It's all over the place. Galatians 5.22 says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It goes on to say that there's not a law against any of these, right? right? Uh, you, you can be this. You can be this because it's the power of God in you. And Ephesians 5.9 says the fruit of the Lord consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Yeah. And and so this passage says if you have all those attributes we talked about in verses 5 through 7, then you're not going to be idle, inactive, or unfruitful. Yeah. Right? Both these words, um, 
in in early Christianity, in the context of that, um, it, it basically it points us to the ethical effects of the Christian life, the moral effect, impact of the Christian life. And if you look at this passage again, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. In other words, man, I don't want to be, I don't want to be useless in the knowledge in my relationship with Christ, in the true knowledge. And that word knowledge right there is a relational knowledge. I don't want to be useless. I don't want to be non-productive, right. unfruitful yeah. in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And again, these are choices we make. Why would anybody choose to be useless? Yeah. Or why would anybody choose to be unfruitful? Yeah. Right? I would not choose my eyes to be like this. <laughs> I would not choose to look at people and struggle to find a word when I'm forgetting words. Yeah. That'd be dumb to choose that. In, but in this passage right here, our choices result in if we have these qualities and he's told us to add these qualities to our life. Right? That's our choice to add these qualities to our faith. And if we have that and they're increasing, then we're not going to be useless. We're not going to be unfruitful. The idea of meeting Christ and just kind of being the same after meeting him, it doesn't really make sense. Not at all. Because we would, uh, we're changed by him. I remember yeah, as a teenager, I I knew I knew what it meant to be saved, and I and I'd been baptized. I had I had realized I wanted to go to heaven. I had knew that that there was a reality to this, and I and I I remember sitting under this this pastor one time. And I don't even remember what the lesson was about Mike, but I remember this statement he makes at the end. He says, is, is Jesus your Savior, just your Savior, is He's your Savior and your Lord? And as he explained that, what he was saying was, you know, have, have you bought an insurance policy where you're going to go to heaven, right? but there's really no shift in your life. You yeah. haven't really, you're not really building on this relationship with Him. And, and there's two things that can happen. I mean, sometimes we can do that and, and we just haven't experienced all that's out there. Sometimes there was never that salvation experience to begin with. For me, for whatever reason, that just kind of shook me. I mean, to yeah. the core of who I was. And I was That's like, cool. man, there's there's so much more to experience. And and there was a, a, a beautiful thing that happened from at that point in my life. Not that it's been perfect ever since, but I've never gotten over that moment of desiring more and more and more of Jesus. I love this word that he uses, that Peter uses here in verse 8, um, increasing. That, right. That's what I want for a lifetime. Right. I want these qualities. I want my relationship with Christ. I want, I want it. I want my my understanding of Him and my my belief in Him and my trust in Him to be ever increasing. I don't want to just stay where I'm at because it's better than where I was. I want where I'm at to be increasing. And so, if if we've just bought an insurance policy and you know, best case scenario, we're going to heaven when we die, right? There's so much more. Why would we, like you said, why would we choose 
to be, to be blind, useless, and useless. And yeah, and productive. Why, why don't yeah. we experience all that that we're created to experience? Right. I think it's important here. We we should have said this sooner. I should have. This is written to Christians. This is written to believers. Right. This is saying, hey, you know what? Um, you can be my child and 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 still be useless, blind, and forgetful. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so I lo- I love to turn this around and say this. Um, in a positive way. Let me let me restate restate this same verse. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You make a difference in other people's lives. It'll make a difference in your life, but it'll also make a difference in other people's lives. Uh, I, I talked about this yesterday in a, in a different passage here. Uh, uh, in a worship service um, at Salmon Valley Baptist Church talking about, you know, as a Christian, my life ought to encourage other believers and strengthen other believers. Other believers shouldn't be looking at me going, what is wrong and jacked up with you, man? What, what, what's got you in a wad? What's got you angry? What's got you bitter? What's got you, you know, you make a list of things, whatever it may be. Um, our lives ought to be in the kingdom uh, productive and useful and an encouragement to the people that are around us, to other Christians that are around us, right? Verse well, yeah, I was going to say, let's let's look at verse 9 next. Right. So if you lack these qualities, here we go to the blindness part I mean, right. in my illustration here. If you lack these qualities, the person who lacks these qualities is blind or they're short-sighted. Uh, I like the way he gives a comparison there. It might not be that you're blind, but you've lost sight of something. You've, you've missed something. You, you're not seeing something. Um, a, a family member of mine that I will remain nameless and not even use the example of where that person can be known uh, we we were up in the in the mountains one time and and I was seeing a bear right way off in the distance on a hill. Um, in fact, it wasn't right here in Salmon. It was grizzly bear, and, uh, sow and cub. Um, um, and and I was like going, oh, it's right up here. It's past this log. It's up that rock and this that and the other. And finally, this family member you know, kind of screamed at me, said, what language are you speaking? I cannot see what you're talking about. And it was like, to me, something was so obvious, but for that person, they they weren't blind. They were seeing everything on the side of the mountain I was seeing, but they couldn't see what was there. Right. They were short-sighted, you know, they were short-sighted in what they were trying to see. And, and this passage talks about that, man. If you don't, if you lack these qualities, if you lack these qualities, you're blind or you're short-sighted. First John chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 says, The one who loves his brother abides in the light, and there's no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You think about that, Trey. If you're blind and you're short-sighted, you're going to fall over some stuff. You're going to trip over some stuff. Yeah. i got a dog at home now that's old. <laughs> like old, like 18 years old. And that's old for a dog, right? And the dog's blind. And every now and then, the, do- I mean, the dog knows where it's going in the house, knows where it's going in the yard, does great. But every now and then, that dog just, you know, start off walking, and you're going like, oh, that's not going to, and walks into a wall and kind of stops and like, well, where did that come from? You know? 
Nobody would choose that. Nobody wants to be that. But it's for the lack of these qualities that we've been talking about. Man. Or, the passage goes on, having forgotten the purification from his former sins, or forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. In other words, they've forgotten where they came from. Yeah, and and it's it's meant to sound extreme. Like, how could you, why would you forget what a big deal this is? You know, Trey, there's a lot of Christians that have become kind of comfortable in their faith, and they've forgotten that they were lost. Mm-hmm. They have forgotten yeah. that they were dead in their sins. Yeah. And were it not for the love and the mercy and the grace of Christ, that that they would be doomed and damned and going to hell. And they look at the rest of the world and they look at other people's pretty doggone judgmental if they're not careful. Yeah. Forgetting that that's exactly who they were. Yeah. It can, it can easily become a your sin's a big deal, mine's not. That's exactly right. But if we recognize how big our sin is and how much we've been cleansed from, then man. His forgiveness seems like a really big deal. That's exactly right. And when we when we get when we get short sighted and we get blinded spiritually, we've forgotten what Christ has done for us. We have forgotten that He's forgiven us. Second um, Corinthians six eleven says, "You were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, or the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." Man, that that's pretty big. You were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified, uh, made right with God, made pure in front of God, cleansed in front of God through Jesus Christ. When anybody comes into a relationship with Christ, their life changes. It's supposed to, and it does. Um, but but man, we can forget that, and when we forget that, we become useless. Yeah. When we become when we forget that we become blind yeah. and useless and we because it's we've forgotten yeah we've forgotten what our life was like without Christ now listen I, I got saved when I was 10 years old um, I was not saved from a life of you know selling drugs or I wasn't you know a hit man or, or something like that I was a 10 year old kid that came to know Christ um, but at the same time, Later in my life, there's times I ran from God, and and I even even when I did, it's kind of like that prodigal son realizing, hey, you know what, <laughs> my father's servants are doing better than I'm doing right hmm. now, right? I need to return. I need to come back. The prodigal son's really a perfect example for this passage. Oh, it's a fantastic example because it tells us we can be blind, useless, and forgetful, and still return. Yeah. We can return. And it was based on a choice. That prodigal son, man, if you don't know the story, it's a story of a young man in the book of Luke who, whose father was wealthy, and he was the second son, and he basically looked at his father one day and said, hey, I, I want my inheritance now. I don't want to wait till you die. Give me my inheritance. I'm out of here. And his father did. For some reason, his father did. And it says he left and he went off to a foreign land and he wasted it. 
in in modern terms, um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, squandered um, it on wild living, riotous, <laughs> riotous, not righteous, riotous living. And after he'd squandered all his money, he says there's a famine in the land, and all of a sudden he's looking for work, and he gets a job on a pig farm. Yeah, feeding pigs. Now for a Jewish boy, feeding pigs is a pretty bad deal. Yeah. That's as low as you can get, man. That is as low as you can get. And it says one day as he's feeding the pigs, he's looking at the pods, whatever they're feeding the pigs, and he's thinking, man, that looks pretty good. I could eat some of that. Yeah. I could eat pig food. You can't get lower as a Jewish kid. He has has forgotten. He has dropped a long way. Right. And And the scripture says he came to his senses. Yeah. And he says, the servants at my father's house are doing better than this. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to tell him, I have sinned against you, and I have sinned against God. Just let me be a servant in your house. You know what? He was blind, <laughs> forgetful, and useless. He, he, he walked away from his father. And, and I'm going to go home, and I'm, it's, it's just like he repeats this over and over and over. I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell my dad, I, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. And let me be a servant. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. Let me be a servant. And the scripture said as, he, as he's going home that his father saw him from a long way off and ran to him. I love that imagery. I love that imagery of the father seeing him coming. He didn't even get to go through his whole repentance speech, right? Before his father says, wait a minute, bring a new robe put a ring on his finger, put shoes on his feet. He wasn't going to let him be a servant. He was bringing him right back into the place of sonship, right back into a place of authority in his in his home, a place of authority. That ring was authority. Mm. That shoes were, shoes were a sign of wealth. The new robe, I mean, he cleaned him up all together, and then he has a party for him, right? Um. That son never stopped being a son. So, man, if you're listening to this and you, and you're a, and you're a believer, you're a follower of Christ, and you're saying, "Man, you know what? My walk with God doesn't make a difference in my everyday life." This scripture's describing you, but you don't have to stay there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way because I'm telling you, I've been right there. Yeah. I've been right there. Uh, I hadn't always been a pastor. I hadn't always been a preacher. Um, may not be a good preacher now, but but. Man, I know what it is to turn from God, but I know what it is, and I know what a joy and a privilege and how awesome it is to turn back and to have him receive and draw me back in. And uh, we don't have to stay this way. We don't. There's a time in my life, man, blind, useless, forgetful. Absolutely. Spiritually, I was those things. Physically, I'm two of those now. (laughs) I can't change that. But we can change this one in our walk with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, if you are are that prodigal wanting to come back, not wanting to be blind anymore, but wanting to uh wanting to be that person changed by Christ, wanting to be that person coming back to him, or wanting to be that person meeting him for the very, very first time, we want to invite you to do that. Yeah. As a believer to uh to come back, as a non believer to become, to believe. If, if, if you're a believer and you find this yourself in that, man, it's just a time that, you know, the word I heard as a kid growing up, rededicate, recommit. There's nothing wrong with that concept, nothing wrong with that word. 
You need to renew and refresh your relationship with Jesus Christ. And you can do that. You, you can just, you can absolutely go, you know what, God, I've wondered, I've strayed. And I know you're my Lord and Savior. Yeah. And I need to come back into a right relationship with you. I need to just be right with you. Yeah. And if you've never trusted him as Lord and Savior, the reality is you can know him today. Yeah. You can. And you may say, Hey, I'm not very much I'm not very much like Jesus. You you might find that you really like Jesus. <laughs> you <laughs> you find he loves you. You might not ever get over it. Let me invite you into something. The reality is that God loves you. John three sixteen is so clear about that. Jesus died for you. That's all over the New Testament, but first Corinthians fifteen, three and four is so clear. And salvation is available to you, Romans ten, nine. We want to invite you if you are ready to believe, we want to invite you to Uh, to do that right now, to express that in prayer. Pray with me. God, I know that I'm a sinner in need of your grace. I messed up and I want you to forgive me. I believe you sent your son Jesus to live a perfect life that I couldn't live. I believe he died on the cross, was buried, and rose again so that I can be forgiven. God, forgive me. Save me. Come live in my heart and be the king of my life. Friend, if you prayed that for the very first time today, we want to invite you to let us know. Communicate with us at salmonvalleybaptist.org. At the Connect button there on the Connect page, you can get a hold of Pastor Mike or myself, and we would love to talk with you and help you with these first steps in your walk with Christ. We look forward to what God's going to teach us next in 2 Peter. So we'll see you next time on the